Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're joining us from around the world. Welcome to Web3 Warriors, episode 76, featuring Galen Hogg, the founder of NFTO, which is a Toronto-based NFT community, really pushing things forward and connecting with artists and creators on the blockchain in Toronto. Welcome, Galen. How are you doing today? Hello, hello. Not bad. Not bad. Thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. Thank you for joining. I'm really uh, excited about this opportunity to pick your brain a little bit about what's happening in Toronto and a little bit of backstory. We met at the uh, Blockchain Futurist Conference a few weeks ago now, and it was really cool you know, being able to connect with your community um, at a satellite event, really, on the first day of the conference, or actually the night before the conference. I mean, it was cool because you had a little gaming dungeon in the basement, <laughs> which was pretty pretty awesome, with a Web3 game called Beat It, uh, which we have on the screen right now, which was really cool, just kind of enjoying it and being able to play a little bit of uh, Web3 games that were actually fun. It was kind of like a Smash Brothers type of uh, game. <laughs> it was pretty impressive. So just a little bit of backstory there. Uh, but yes, welcome everyone to Web3 Warriors. I am David Karoma, your host. I go by Chrome in the Metaverse. And uh, today we're going to be looking at community building in Web3 and uh, speaking to Galen about really what's the focus of NFTO, which is a, uh, again, Toronto-based NFT community that's uh, got a lot of interesting events and has been doing a lot, kind of pushing the space forward, I think since 2021, but uh, Galen will give me a more detailed kind of background on that. Um, but I think the idea of using NFTs for community building and using NFTs for really helping to promote not just artists, which have definitely been able to benefit from having art on the blockchain, but also creators and builders, gaming developers, for example, um, but other types of creators in the digital space, and then really bringing them together and seeing a lot of synergy and overlapping. And it's really kind of an interesting creative space. Space. And so I think there's really no limits to where community building in Web3 and in NFTs can really go. Um, you know, I think we've been talking about on the show and in some of the other community rooms that I've been in, uh, the idea that collaboration in the metaverse and that collaboration on the blockchain in more immersive digital spaces is going to be kind of the way of the future and the way that people really connect, collaborate and build um, and really come around the technology in a more, I think, fruitful and beneficial way and kind of less speculative way. And it's not really as much about, you know, necessarily making huge gains, but really finding the value in the technology and being able to take advantage of the technology for uh, the good of the artists, but also for the fun of the collectors and the people engaging with the digital assets that now have this kind of new value. Um, so we hear a lot of people talking about it being a bear market, as it were. Um, it's definitely a slower time in the markets in crypto in general, um, but especially also in NFTs. And, you know, the question of is the metaverse dead is out there a little bit as well. Um, you know, we've said on this show often that the issue is speculation, that there's a lot of uh, people that have speculated on the metaverse and kind of hyped it. And it hasn't lived up at least yet to those uh, speculative costs. So definitely the prices of a lot of metaverse plots are, are way down. Um, but the metaverse is definitely not dead as a concept. And NFTs definitely are not dead, as we've seen, you know, a lot of different creators and artists and builders continuing to work in the NFT space and actually find a lot of success um, and new avenues for potential and growth and opportunity in the NFT space. So with all that, that's what we're going to be looking at today on today's show, really the topic of community building. And we're going to hear from Galen about what they're doing at NFTO and really some of the uh, impressive things that are coming out of Toronto, which coming from myself here in Winnipeg, not really as much impressive things to talk about, not as much innovation happening, not as many developers 
kind of widely available. So I think Toronto is a really interesting hub for the blockchain, obviously being the birthplace of Ethereum and Vitalik Buterin, Ethereum's uh, creator, you know, might have something to do with that. So without any further ado, Galen, thank you again for joining. I definitely look forward to hearing a little bit of your insights on this topic. But maybe before we get into all that, could you share a little bit about your background and, you know, what brought you to Web3? Thanks. Yeah, yeah. But before I get into that, I just want to say, we were talking about gaming before we went live, mm -hmm. and now we're talking about Metaverse. Have you ever seen the YouTube videos of GTA Five role-playing? Yes, definitely seen a lot of those. <laughs> I spent too much time on Twitch to not see those. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Metaverse has been here for a while. Exactly. You know? <laughs> we're, yeah. just, we're just waiting for the on-chain Metaverse to come around. Exactly, right? exactly. With all the all digital probably... assets attached to real-world value, you know, owning them in your wallet, that's the, the next wave. But definitely the Metaverse has been around for a while. Yeah, we just, we just need to somehow convince gamers traditional gamers that um they should actually own their own assets for some reason for some reason they just don't want they're like no we want rockstar games to own our assets yeah um, they've been convinced that's the way to go I'm, I'm 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 perplexed as well but um you know when i first started this podcast and i launched it on twitch and we're still obviously here live streaming on twitch shout out to anybody uh checked in on the chat feel free to join in and uh, ask any questions but definitely the gaming background and the idea that all oh, gamers are going to love web3 they're going to love the blockchain you know it factored into that and uh it has not panned out that way as of yet <laughs> no i mean that goes and that goes back to uh obviously i think i mean if our users aren't familiar, it's just that that really negative connotation with NFTs, like they're a scam and and it's all that speculative nature and people just getting rugged all the time. <clears throat> and, you know, it, it's, it's actually a, a, probably a good segue into how I got into NFTs. It's like I, I was a casual crypto trader for years. You know, I bought into probably both bull runs at the wrong time, like <laughs> previously it happens actually not not last one <laughs> last one i made a little bit of money but um very casual when i saw people trading monkey pictures for you know tens of thousands of dollars at the time i was like what fuck this this is crazy <laughs> until the one time i looked up you know googled what is an nft and uh, that night i bought my first nft i jumped into my first discord community it was a Toronto NFT uh, project called, um, oh, I'll remember it in a second. Damn, that's <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, but uh, Dope Project. And <clears throat> that's when I kind of really like started to learn about the aspect of Web3 and NFT communities. And I got so hyped to just, just to be a part of that. And it was during COVID. And then I think I met, I met my co-founder of NFTO at um, an NFT goat. I don't know if you remember if NFT goat studio, they're yeah. like big into the NFT art community here. So they do galleries and they have these digital screens. You can put at your events. So if you, you know, you met, we met at uh, the NFTO event, okay. all those screens were from NFTO, uh, NFT goat gallery. Okay. And that's just a Toronto based kind of gallery developer or um, sorry, screen developer or uh no they they just they own all those screens but they okay. just throw art shows and kind of help promote um nft cool. artists on their twitter spaces and all that nice. but yeah we met at this at this live event and uh my co-founder and i at the time we just we we're just like why don't we bring the nft communities out of discord and start meeting in real life 
So we had a, a meetup and uh, I think our first meetup had 13 people. So we we're like, all right, all right, let's like spread the word and we'll get like 30 people out to the next one. And so we booked a room at a bar for 30 people um, and about 130 or something showed up. Oh, snap. And we're like, oh, damn, like th- there's a there's a spot for this next day registered as a, a company and then just started doing meetups. And then that turned into like education. <clears throat> that turned into parties kind of like the one you were at. And if you were there during the day, we did education for, uh, the music, the yeah. music. A friend of mine was there. I, I arrived a bit later that day. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I mean, it was an all day event. Um, but yeah, it just kind of, just kind of grew from there. And, um, I've always been a community man. Like, uh, I've lived in the same building in Parkdale for, uh, 20 years now. Oh, wow. And you know, all of us, all of our neighbors and everything, we walk down the street, we know everybody's name. There's hugs, there's high fives, there's like hollering from across the Good to know those road. kind of communities like, still exist, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're trying, they're putting up condos everywhere trying to smoke us out, but we're still here. <laughs> nice. Doing cookouts and all that on the front and doing cold plunges in the winter. It's, it's an amazing community. So um, that's kind of when I fell in love with the NFT world because I saw that kind of that community aspect, that collaborative nature that I'm sure you've experienced. Um, Definitely. Where you're like, you meet, you know, a guy at your event and he has a podcast. Hey, you want to come on? Like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> well, let's you know? go. Exactly. And uh, any other way we can collaborate, like it, it's uh, whoever, you know, I always say yes, say yes first and, <laughs> figure it out and if i if i can't help you i know somebody that can kind of thing you know no doubt and and how has that kind of event planning side of things gone so you know like you said it was kind of exponential growth um obviously now with the bear market being a little bit slower um are you finding that it's a little bit more difficult um but based on what i saw at your event it looked like a really fun time it looked like you guys were still able to kind of continue to push the conversation forward so how are you feeling about the kind of event side of what you do right now and what are you looking at kind of uh, planning into the future? I mean, I didn't think I was going to be an event planner <laughs> at all in my, in my life. And, and, uh, luckily I worked when I was a musician, I worked a lot of events, uh, through the restaurants that I worked at, but in the bear market, like, yeah, things are slowing down. I'd say the most significant thing that slows down is sponsorship money. Um, because I don't take sponsors from banks and like, I've turned down uh, a lot of I've turned down more money, uh, sponsorship money than I've taken on. Wow. Uh, if, if you're a sponsor at our event, you, you know, I want your team there and I want you to be able to have conversations with like these web three enthusiasts, right? Mm. You know, the community's not, the community's not for sale. Right. You, you so can, not just you slapping have, logos, just anybody's logo on an event. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're not going to contribute, if you're not going to come out and have fun with us, then that's, you know, we don't want you at the show. Like we had Telos NFT, um, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's the, it, uh, the Telos foundation, the Telos, Telos blockchain is really cool because they have a bunch of different sections, um, and that they're working on within the space. And then they've got this NFT section and, you know, I met, I met them at an event and they were just like, a bunch of dope people just like us <laughs> just ha- out there having fun trying to make a difference trying to build community yeah so it's like bam yeah like you know i, I don't look at that as a sponsor i look at it as a, as a like a partner right collaborator um, partner yeah collaborator sure. yeah and so you know even though the money slowed down all that happens to us in the, the event space is that 
we just have to and and the not only the money but generally the enthusiasm that the space slows down so what you have to do is just kind of focus on making every event event better than the next one um always try to give them something new and like it's a fickle audience the nft nft crowd and the web3 crowd like they're can be for sure if you've been been (laughs) through a bull if you've been through a bull run and gone to events like web3 and nft events are like the dopest parties they're so (laughs) so much fun and when the money's flowing like these people have gotten used to some pretty spectacular shit so if you're not gonna like have big bright shiny flashy objects and and throw money around you you got to get pretty creative so if you're having talks you got to find people that are not only just going to sit up and regurgitate the same old shit that everybody knows and you can't do one-on-ones unless you know you advertise them as one-on-ones but you have to find real thought leaders we're going to have a a real conversation and that's going back to what we were talking about before is that you know i don't if i don't send people questions you didn't send me quite like (laughs) hey we're going to talk about this it's like are you going to come on the show yeah you know so you've got to bring up people who can answer any question and have an opinion and and somebody who might if you're like an expert in web three, if you're on, if you're on my panel, I'm everybody in the audience is probably an expert in web three. Right. No doubt. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be, you come with a different angle, maybe blow someone's mind, make, make people think about things different. So those are the, those are the types of things I think about, especially in a bear, like you can't half-ass anything or you're just going to. Yeah. In a bear, especially your audience is just a bunch of either builders, developers, or the real diehard collectors that haven't gone anywhere, you know, (laughs) but everybody really knows the tech, especially I think during the bear, that's when the builders are out, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. That's amazing. Good, good points. It's it's also for that reason, it's the most exciting time to be at an event i think so you know it all the all the bullshitters and like scammers and uh, <laughs> you know posers like grifters they're they're not with us anymore right but they'll come back and <laughs> right. and right now it's like there's just less noise everybody yeah. you're talking to is is really doing it so genuine but, you know, genuine people are here now all the all the snakes got burnt out <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. either they got out. their bags and ran away or they got burnt and lost all their money and now they're gone <laughs> and they're yeah. mad and they think that nfts were all a scam the whole time and this was just a whole waste of money what was i thinking you know um, i yeah. mean those are probably the ones that are gone i think the ones that uh, that got a good bag out of the situation are, are out here buying up coins probably, and, yeah. and prospecting different projects and whatnot looking at the long game for sure for sure um would you see that would you say that there's a kind of overarching mission for nfto is it really just kind of like you said casually holding events holding educational panels and just slowly pushing things forward or is there kind of like a overarching kind of goal and mission for the organization uh so this is this has fluctuated a lot We, we started out running it kind of like a company. Um, we were doing a lot of consulting and um, events and, and building more towards like the, the NFT NYC, NFT LA kind of thing. And then I started going to those uh, conferences and uh, we were traveling all over the world and, and just going everywhere. And something something didn't feel right. It didn't feel like us. It didn't feel like Toronto. And it mm-hmm. didn't feel like that mission was like everybody was like, yeah, yeah, that'd be so cool. And then this, that same person would, would be like, yo, those conferences fucking suck. And <laughs> like, this is, this is a problem. This is a problem. And I started to realize like, if I can't do it better for them, 
I may as well not do it. And then the conversations really kind of started changing after a while. And you gotta, you gotta listen to people, right? Like if we are very much like someone from the community says, Hey, I want to do this. We're like, okay, let's, let's see if we can make it happen. Nice. And, but you also like, I, I'm a UX designer or I used to be a UX designer before I got into web three. Um, <clears throat> And UX and, is user experience for anyone listening and not aware. <laughs> yeah. And and when you're doing UX research, there's a, you, you learn a lot about how to ask a question and how to receive information. So I kind of got to the point where I was realizing that even though people wanted us to be a big conference, they didn't actually want us to be a big conference. <laughs> so we, we, we pulled back a little bit and then the, the market bottomed out and, and things just got a little easier because now we have a chance to build so we had i was planning on dropping like a membership uh, a free membership um nft collection and then was listening to the community a little bit more and they wanted like a big collection you know a lot of these people want to you know make money and be a part of something big so we were learning towards that leaning towards that and then all of a sudden uh the market kind of like bottomed out and and now we have like these projects that are ready to go when the, like, I'd say almost ready to go when the, the market recovers and we could do something really big for, for everybody. But right okay. now people are chilling. Like it's, there's no real mission. It's, it's uh, keep hanging out, keep building, keep connecting people. You know, it, it's just, That's if awesome. someone has a project, let's, let's shed some light. And uh, if somebody's, you know, looking for a developer, let's, let's find them one. And, and just, it's just a bunch of people kind of helping each other at this point. Uh, that's amazing. That's what it's all about. And I mean, you've got, I don't know, 500 people or something like that in your WhatsApp chat and you got a good community on this uh, event page. So you definitely got, you know, good groups of people kind of plugging away and trying to help build the community. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. That's the other reason I want to do a token is because we've got like no social media presence, uh, small WhatsApp group, like relatively speaking, and, you know, people here or there, but there are so many community members that I only see at events. There are a lot of community members that I only talk to on Instagram or only over video call. And we kind of want to get everybody under one roof and actually see how, how big and united we are. <laughs> and yeah. So that and would some be, kind of be... token launch would help. And it also just shows who really like wants to buy into the vision and help push things forward. And who's kind of just hanging out, just chilling. <laughs> You know, watching. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> well, we we're we're. I was thinking free, but maybe like I don't know, like ten matic or something. I don't know. Just to yeah, just, just to see like if I can't get even 10 the free Matic. ones though. It's the legwork, right? It's even just taking the initiative to actually claim the free tokens and actually like stay engaged and you know you <laughs> even that it just it, it shows you right something. <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one out there buying people's tokens and NFTs right now. It's uh, hey. it's hard to ask people to do stuff in a bear. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Um, well, I did want to mention Telos. That was a an interesting. I've been on a couple of their Twitter Spaces now since Blockchain Conference, and one of them I think, or maybe both of them, you were on. Um, and so they it's really interesting platform. So they're talking about embracing the new era of gaming and digital asset ownership. They've got a pretty cool kind of platform. Um, as I, I was mentioning, that we had played that Beat It 
game at your uh, satellite event there in the basement, which was really cool. I think you were giving away ledgers. Um, so that's hardware wallets for anyone who's not aware, um, where you can store your Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. So you actually were playing Web3 games to win uh, an item, which was really cool. Um, so looking at the gaming space and shout out to Grayson in the chat. Uh, anyone else who wants to ask a question, feel free. Um, but get, Grayson had brought up the point that, you know, onboarding into these games right now, it's like more than a 30 minute task. And in some cases, it's also costly, like there's additional fees and stuff. Um, and that's part of the hurdle also maybe in the adoption of Web3 and blockchain and NFTs when it comes to kind of the wider gamer space. Um, so I was curious, you know, what do you think about that? And then do you think that Telos is an example of like um, an organization that's really doing what needs to be done to try to get more gamers kind of embracing the technology? Uh, but yeah, so what do you think about those hurdles to onboarding? Um, and then we can talk about Telos a bit. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, tell us, uh, is, uh, we've talked a lot about this, actually, and the people at tell us are kind of on the same page as me. So um, that kind of that'll kind of answer that question. But um, and I've said this before, but the whole onboarding thing, uh, was it Grayson? It was in the chat. Yep. Yeah, Grayson, you're 100 percent right. Like the onboarding thing is, is the biggest problem in, in Web3 anything, not just gaming. Right. And <clears throat> My opinion on this is we need to stop onboarding. We need to stop education. Uh, like we need to stop these things from being the barrier to entry. You know, if you want to log in with your Google account and that creates a wallet and you, you don't even need to know that there's, there's a wallet there, but you know, if you can also be self-custodial in a way, like you learn a little bit more, Oh, this is a wallet. I'll go get my own keys and take control if I need to. Something like that needs to happen. I think, no doubt. you know, what nobody really needs to know that your your item your in-game item is an nft um i yeah i guess like i've 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 said this before too it's it's like we go on to spotify to listen to music not mp3s we go on to youtube to watch content videos not mp4s right as soon as we stop saying nft and it just is that will be like onboarding complete you know what I mean? No, like, no, nobody needs to know what's going on under the hood yeah. except for the people who are running it. Like this is an NFT, which gives it the benefit of all of these features. But to me, it's just my, it's just like my neon army jacket in the video game I'm playing. Right. And then <laughs> no if I, and, and if, and then, you know, I don't need to know it's an NFT to know I can sell it. The, the gaming company can just say like, Hey, this is yours. You can sell it if you want. Like you own this. There you and go. The, the, uh, the jargon is great when you're at an event around enthusiasts, but like, why are we trying to onboard and educate the masses? Right. Right. Exactly. Not everyone has to be fully, fully engaged with the technology and wanting to understand all of the intricacies of how the technology works. Um, Grayson said that was a genius idea and like that he agrees with the idea of not really putting front and center the concept of the blockchain or of NFTs, but really, like you say, it's about the ownership and the fact that you can actually own these in your own sovereign wallet. Um, and even like, I've been thinking about this whole concept of web three and now you hear people already talking about web four web five whatever um and i think that we're not really past web three until what you just described is the reality kind of at large right until these web three wallets whether it's metamask you got coinbase wallet you got different competing wallets now right until those wallets are so commonplace so ubiquitous that you know people aren't really thinking about the underlying technology they just know they can own things in this digital wallet they can own things that they have in you know their metaverse space or in certain video games that they really enjoy 
enjoy. Um, and that's all they need to know is that there's real world ownership there, right? And that those should be commonplace, you know? Like, do you think that we're slowly heading towards a future where like those wallets are maybe they're rebranded maybe they're just demystified somehow but they basically become as common as like social media and twitter yeah i mean i i'm pretty i'm 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 really really leaning toward we're not even going to be saying the word wallet it's going to be a login with your email it's going to be it's going to be whatever but yeah i mean as long as we all know why blockchain te technology is advantageous in you know x amount of industries and as soon as that is just realized by by all the big companies and like starbucks people they don't know they have nfts they're they have badges on the <laughs> right. app right yeah. and so the the bigger companies are doing it right and like walmart uses uh blockchain for their supply chain issues and solves a lot of problems right so it's like mm -hmm. it is happening um it's just this kind of like self-custodial wor world where we all, you know, really like it and we're in control. That's the, that's kind of like right now it's like a, a nerds club and we want to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think we will, we'll all be there. Right. I mean, I, I think web three right now has a problem because it's very, very tech based. So we've got these web three companies and this is just like, I see this every time and it's great because I get to learn about new things, but, but these Web3 companies are coming out just like, look what the technology can do. This is going to change the world, but they're not solving a real world problem, right? right so right. all these like great companies happening in the Web2 traditional space, and we've got all these amazing tech forward companies in the Web3 space, but we need to catch up to the, or slow down, I guess, to the Web2 space where we realize like, okay, look, Let's let's start a company. Is it gonna it's gonna solve this problem? Can Web three help? Sure. Yeah. Great. So let's make it a Web three company. But we don't have to tell everybody it's a Web three right, company. Right. Exactly. And, and and if you get to this Web three part and you're like, shit, this company's doing great. We don't really need to go on chain. You know, like the, that POC on chain that that's not really being used. Okay. Don't make it a Web three company. Go have a successful company and then and nerd <laughs> out with your friends in Discord about Web three. You know right, what I'm saying? Like. Right. Uh, I think I think we'll all get there, and and Web three will fit in its appropriate slots where it well actually makes a difference. Awesome, yeah, no, I can definitely um, vibe with that. And to your point about um, you know the nerds gathering and the conference, um, I learned a lot from it. You know, obviously connected with amazing uh, people in the community like yourself, others that are kind of more on the art side, some of that are on the developer side, um, and really just the confluence, you know, obviously the conference did bring people from outside of the city, but I did talk to a lot of people at the conference that were actually living in Toronto and, you know, doing development work or building their pro their different brands out there. They're the shout out to the crypto babes and the crypto chicks. But I think the crypto babes were the ones that are actually based in Toronto, right? I don't know if the crypto chicks are also based in Toronto, but they were two really interesting organizations kind of advancing, you know, women in blockchain, women in Web3. Um, but looking at the overall conference, how did you find it? And do you think that um, Toronto is special in that way? Like there's some interesting kind of um, focus on innovation and maybe it has something to do with the history. But yeah, how did you find the conference and um, how do you feel about Toronto's place kind of in blockchain um, evolution? Well, uh, the last time I checked, and this is like a, probably like a year ago, maybe um, Toronto was number five in the world hmm. um, for Web3 uh, people employed in Web3 and 
overall investment in Web3. So that kind of gives you an idea of like how big blockchain is in Toronto. Um, I don't know if that's those stats are still uh, as, as they are, but uh, or as they were, but you know, it, it kind of gives you a vibe. And, and you know, Vitalik started Ethereum here. Crypto chicks, they have I don't know, like 30, 40 world global chapters, right, and they right. started in Toronto. They did. Um, nice. Vitalik's mom is a is a co-founder actually of Crypto ah, Chicks. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> And uh, yeah, my connection is through Audrey and uh, Tracy, um, Audrey Nesbitt and, and Tracy, uh, for, who started the uh, Blockchain Futurist Conference and right. Eat Toronto. Um, and just meeting meeting those people, you know, was amazing, kind of just opened up the world of like how big this this Toronto scene really is. And the Futurist Conference is a, a great example of that. Um, I've been to uh, conferences all over the world. I I think I enjoy the Futurist conference the most out of all the Web three things I've been to. It's like it was spectacular, nice. great speakers. Uh, always, there's always something to do, and then and and it's kind of does celebrate Canadian Crypto Week and bring us all together here in Toronto. So it, I mean, I I was super impressed with the conference. Everything Tracy touches turns to gold. So. How did, how did you enjoy it? I really was. It was my first time. Um, and how long has that been going on? So Tracy started it how many years ago, do you think? Yeah, before I, before I knew about it. Right. So <laughs> it's, it's been on for quite a, quite a few years. Yeah, and I, think, I know East Toronto was even before that. So Right, right. East Toronto, of course. Yeah. No, I was very impressed. And I wasn't expecting it to be as dominated by actual toronto natives you know like people that were there in the space building growing um so i was like i would say out of all the people i talked to probably at least 60 percent were actually living in toronto um and then you know it was only the other ones that were like there on behalf of big brands or big kind of companies that generally were from outside of toronto but yeah overall I, that's what i was most impressed by definitely like i, I guess i should have expected it like you said um you know uh, Vitalik's born in Toronto. Ethereum kind of launched in Toronto. There is a lot of uh, developer community there, but I didn't realize that it was quite as active as it is. And now looking at NFTO, looking at, yeah, crypto chicks, crypto babes, there were a few other kind of community based um, organizations that were just doing really impressive work trying to kind of push their specific different niche, their different kind of target audiences forward and help with the education as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was huge. Trump, it, was, it was impressive. Toronto is an absolute gang. Whenever we go, no, like I remember, I was trying to sneak out. I can if you're at a, a conference overseas or something like that, and you're well known in Toronto in the Toronto scene, you got to like sneak around. If you want to have a quiet night like, at a restaurant, <laughs> you got to like go around the main conference area because I remember my first day at Solana Breakpoint. <laughs> In Lisbon, I was trying to like sneak out to have, I'm like, I just want to have some fresh fish, you know, I'm by the ocean and kind of like walking through this little side street where I thought maybe I could find a little cute cafe or something. And all I hear is like, NFTO. And I look <laughs> back and it's just like a gang of Toronto people. They're already shit faced on the corner, having a great time and, you wow. know, whisk us away. I think I got to say, I think, I think ETH was born in Waterloo, which is okay. nearby. Okay. Because uh, I'm going to catch shit for that. Technically, the dev team in Waterloo. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm yeah. from Manitoba. You're all Toronto to me. But, but yeah, yes, that's, definitely. that's why I say, I say Toronto when we're traveling. If yeah. anybody asks, you know, it doesn't come up that often. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's always somebody in the crowd that's going to be like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Born in Toronto. Born in Waterloo. 
Not yeah, quite exactly. Toronto. Vitalik was born in Toronto, right? Or at Very least close said, to Toronto. Yeah. Was raised <laughs> in Toronto, Greater Toronto area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. So yeah, that's really cool. I was curious about how many other Web three conferences you've been to. So was that as part of NFTO, like really trying to push the brand? And you just attended these other events. Um, and yeah, you were saying that blockchain futurist definitely to you is kind of the most impressive. Um, but how do you find attending the different kind of Web three events? And is it um, always worth it? Do you always kind of pick up something new and interesting uh yeah i mean i really like it um it's always fun to kind of go and see what's happening in other countries and like yeah i mentioned lisbon you know it's kind of a hot a hotbed for web3 um but uh yeah when i'm traveling it's usually for for leisure but it once I started kind of getting into Web3, once I started the NFTO community, I started working a lot in Web3. So, you know, if I'm advising on three different projects and they're all in Germany, then I'm going to Germany, right? right. And and you go and you meet, sometimes you're meeting a team you've never met before and you're sitting around and then you, you get to see everybody in their natural kind of, let's go to a party and, and hang out. So so that's a good motivating factor for for me um and then i always try to do something in nfto like do like a little pop-up event at a bar or something like that get get the uh you know hit the whatsapp hey who's in who's in la right now let's do this and and you know bring all your friends that you know from outside of toronto and just do like a little a little kind of like meetup and it's kind of cool that at any of these Web3 events, you can kind of throw that request out on the chat. And who knows, maybe three, four, five people are actually at this random Web3 event. And it's not like you coordinate coordinated it before, right? You just happen to all be interested in the space. So there's a good chance some of you are at, you know, whatever random Web3 or NFT event you, you happen to be attending, right? So that speaks to the power of community for sure. And the power of, because what I've seen, because um, I'm connected to a few couple DAOs and definitely, you know, when we show up at, you know, NFT NYC or we were at Art Basel in Miami and, you know, there's 10, 20 plus of us, like being able to show up at any one event is worth something right to these events especially the ones that are maybe not as well attended um and and not only showing up but actually understanding the technology understanding what it is they're trying to pitch and how you know useful it could be for nft developers or even just for artists or creators in the space um but being able to speak to that i think is, is worth a lot right so i it's interesting i you're slowly building this community that's only going to become more and more valuable and more and more knowledgeable over time right yeah, absolutely. It's it's amazing. Yeah, the power the power of community is is not been exemplified this this well since you know I don't know when it was really necessary. Like we technology drew drove us apart in so many ways. Like yeah. real conversations started to fade. Everyone's looking at their cell phones. People aren't going out. Um, people are just texting each other. Uh, you know, video games brought people kind of online together a little bit, but like I've never seen anything like this. Web Web three and and NFT culture in in general just kind of all brought us back together, and a lot of us found that that missing that that hole that was in our our life, especially during COVID. Like without NFT culture, I would have been oh, very. Lonely, I can't even imagine. I don't know, person. like without Clubhouse and NFT culture for me personally, because that's where it kind of brought me into NFTs was through Clubhouse. But generally, Same. just the yeah. idea of actually giving this real world value to the digital space, because um, I was looking at gaming, I was looking at just 
enjoying, you know, playing video games with friends and still seeing the value in that just from a pure content creation and community building perspective, but not really understanding this new technology. Um, and then when I understood what the metaverse on the blockchain is and what the metaverse or what the uh, NFTs allow for these digital assets, you know, in gaming worlds, in digital worlds, that was just mind blown. And then I was down the rabbit hole for sure. And like you said, for it to come at a time of COVID, and honestly, that's probably a big part of what helped with kind of the explosion of NFTs. A lot of people had those COVID checks coming in as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I digress. Um, looking at these IRL events, like how important do you think they are to the kind of forward momentum of Web3 and NFTs? To your other point, you know, maybe it is usually nerds connecting, people that are really passionate about the technology. But I can't help but think that the ripples that kind of are sent out from every one of these events um, impact the local jurisdiction where the event happens, right? Um, but also tends to, you know, have a network effect throughout, you know, the different people that attend and their communities when they go back home, right? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think I think it's I think it's important. Like, people are going to build regardless, and companies are going to happen. But um, one thing that you cannot kind of get past is is the need for human connection and i think it's important because i don't know about you but like my girlfriend usually wants to punch me in the neck when i start talking about blockchain and <laughs> nfts and yeah i gave up on friends and family and my yeah. girlfriend was not yeah not interested <laughs> and so like it, it's it's important to get together with people and be able to talk about what you're into and like i live and breathe web3 i work in web3 web3 is my hobby like um, I'm always learning about new things and like, I can't talk to those, you know, during the bull run. Yeah. I could talk to my friends about tokens because right. they all wanted to know what's next, yeah. but that conversation isn't the most interesting to me when I'm, you know, thinking about the future of the tech or, you know, trying to support some really cool project that's not going to, you know, make people a lot of money. So I think it's important just to get these people together because we all want to talk about what we're actually interested in and we all want to just have real conversations about what's on our mind and you can't you know for a lot of a lot of web3 people you can't do that in your in your normal friend space so it's time to make new friends and build new communities and and IRL is is you know for me it was that that thing that was kind of missing so it just seemed like a no brainer the first the first nft i went to the first uh, IRL NFT event that I went to, the NFT Goat Studio through, I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. We're all talking about cool shit. And the other thing is like, there's so, the space, this is actually, this is, might be the most important reason that it's good to build a, a friend group in real life that's interested in Web3 is because right. this space is moving fast. You can watch all the youtube videos you want david mm -hmm. you can you can read all the articles that pop into your you know news feed you can do whatever you can by yourself in your home to learn as much as possible but you cannot learn everything and you're going to miss 99% of what's happening until you start you know, building these friend groups where you you're meeting up at the bar and you're talking and you're and and you realize, okay, these these are really smart people. I surrounded myself with all these smart people, yeah. and they're looking at different shit that I'm looking at. And then you can just trust them. Like they tell you about something cool. I've been talking to you for a year, and you know, we've been having beers. I trust you. I know you're smart. I know you're an expert. Okay, I'm gonna look into that because I didn't hear about that. You know it gives what I mean? You so, so much like, time, if right? If you're growing in this space and if you're trying to learn. Uh, having a good community is is 
amazing. And there's something about someone posting like, oh, check out this new project in a in a chat group in Discord or WhatsApp. That's just not the same as getting to see the the excitement on someone's face when they're describing something that they're investing in or building or whatever. So you learn, you learn faster and you grow that trust with people and that network. Uh, it just, it just expands your mind. And that if, in an emerging, emerging technology space, like that's super important. Yeah. That's everything for sure. It's, it's interesting how you don't even think about that. Like first one I ever attended was nft.nyc. Um, and, yeah, it was the same thing. Like my mind was blown after like a day of just Web3 conversations, hearing from developers, builders, seeing amazing art. Um, and obviously, I also had thoughts about what was lacking. And, you know, I always like to see a little bit more emphasis on culture, a little bit more emphasis on real like social impact and like, you know, grassroots kind of um, potential to make real impact in corners of the world that genuinely really need the impact. Um, and I still think even at Blockchain Futurist, although there were definitely some uh, speakers to those topics, um, you know, I, why not have like a whole corner of the convention or the conference really dedicated to like cultural impact, like how blockchain has actually helped, you know, this school get built in Africa or this, you know, art community in India take, you know, a whole new initiative, a new angle. Um, so that's one part of it that I want to see. And so I come away from it always thinking like, oh, what would be nice to see? But also thinking like about all the different development and all the uh, amazing people that I connect with. Um, and, you know, being able to show up there, I already had, you know, like you mentioned, uh, a network of friends through Clubhouse, through different communities. And so, yeah, like you say, knowing that there were a handful of people that were going to be there that I could connect with and, you know, go for beers or just hang out um, and talk about everything we learned in, during the day is everything as well, you know, not soloing it, not having to be on your own, um, but having those friends that are mutually kind of interested in the same kind of technology, I think makes a big difference for sure. Um, so thanks yeah, for that. The, That's really great points. We are greater than me. And it's like yeah, when when you get together with a group, it's like at, at one of those conferences, they're like, what are you going to see? Okay, cool. Tell me how it is. What are you going to see? Right. Okay, cool. Tell me what part are you going to? All right, cool. Maybe I'll see you there. And like you just spread out and divide and conquer and just soak everything up like a sponge and then kind of meet at the bar after and be like, how was your week last week? What was what was the highlight? And then you get on these podcasts and these these live streams and, and um, you, you talk to people and you're like, oh, shit, I didn't even know that was that was happening at that conference. That's really <laughs> yeah. cool. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Did you uh, have any thoughts towards the big uh, SHIB announcement at the conference? You know, um, the idea that they're launching their own metaverse. They they claim to be the first digital uh, sovereign nation in the world. <laughs> it was quite I mean, grandiose uh, language. I was I was like I was both impressed and a little bit leery. <laughs> well, I watched the uh, their their token dropped ten percent when they did that. They had that weird thing where they're like someone died and she was like oh. that was know, really she, weird yeah. she she found out that her dad died um via getting all of his shiv tokens directly deposited to her wallet which i've always been like that's a great feature and that's that's you know i want to make sure that my the, the beauty of the smart contracts is you know if i die i want a smart contract that just pumps you know, all of my tokens to my, my brothers and my girlfriend and my mom or whatever, like that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. And, and that's one of the things that smart contracts do. They cut out the middleman. Like, I don't want people having to go to a, 
a lawyer to go over my the details of my will when it comes to like these things could go real quick right so i've really liked that idea but the way they presented it was so bad like <laughs> you're having someone die oh, and she's it was crying such a weird to, decision to i was like why did this just turn all dramatic what's happening <laughs> yeah so like but i but i like i like the ship organization and and i like that they're shooting you know for the moon they started off as a meme token and then they got this like massive influx of capital and some people can just become like a dogecoin and just exist and you know talk a little bit about building right. and then and and some people can and you know run with that and and i think that the fact that they're trying to do something big is really cool. I'll probably buy up a little bit more. I, I'm expecting like <laughs> NFA. I'm expecting a big a big dip in the last quarter before uh, before the the year of the happening. You know, so <laughs> yeah, uh, I've, I'll be scooping up some shit for sure, just just in case. And and I would love to like see where that kind of technology goes. I like I like people pushing the needle forward. I still think they're doing it in a very like web three way and but they're they seem to be like web three for web three which is which i'm also very cool with like yeah. i don't i think one thing you know i say this mass adoption shit is going to happen when nobody knows we're using web three well i still think that that's mass adoption for the the normies but for us web three folks who really love the tech and, yeah. and kind of love the culture we'll still exist you know we'll be in the the ship ecosystem of web3 not the manu life center fucking, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? the wealth simple so, etfs and the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the goldman sachs uh, blockchain approved you know yeah no definitely looking at the as as decentralized as possible and i was impressed with the language around what ship was aiming for um it's yeah the, that that video was clearly took a lot of money in development and i think they could have had a little bit of a different creative direction but overall um, it was pretty inspiring the idea that they just have so many developers on chain committed to like an on-chain metaverse con committed to on-chain governance you know with the different tokens and usually i'm leery of you know governance tokens and the way that these things are working but they really do lay it out very transparently and accountably and clearly they're working on something so like you said definitely not financial advice but i'll be looking for uh, some shiv during that dip and i do have a small shiv bag as well full disclosure <laughs> so yeah, i'm interested yeah. I'm, hey 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 emmy do you what do you what are you what are you expecting to happen with shiv we're gonna we're gonna go to the moon so i i think i i like bought in and 10x to my shiv bag um <clears throat> and then i i got i got my girlfriend to throw 200 bucks into it because i thought it was going to keep mooning and then it totally oh, no. dropped <laughs> worst so timing she's, possible she's hanging on yeah she's yeah. hanging on to like a a 30 shiv bag and she's we're waiting we're waiting for it to go back up so it'll I can, get back up there just huddle, <laughs> oh, know, huddle on right huddle on yeah no it's <laughs> Uh, I love I love uh, trying to get her involved in things, and, and that was definitely a fail. That's so funny, yeah. <laughs> that's how it works, though. As soon as you pull someone in who's been skeptical, like, they've got to learn the hard way, you know? <laughs> yeah, no guarantees in this space. <laughs> that, that's, and, you know, they say if everybody at your Thanksgiving table, like, grandma's asking how many Bitcoins you have or how your Bitcoins are doing, that's the time to, to start selling selling off your bag. Well, I've, I've learned something of when I'm getting super excited about something and I want to bring other people into it, that's when I should start selling off my bag. Because... <laughs> uh, are you going to have the emotional wherewithal to really do that, though? Or are you going to be all excited and like, let's go? <laughs> yeah, th that's... this this time I will. Yeah, I've, okay. I've learned a lot over the last couple of runs. So nice. I, I, I'm 
I'm feeling like this is the one, you know, you got to share the... your insights in the, in the WhatsApp chat. I'm, I'm glad to be uh, remotely able to join and, and uh, tap in with the Toronto community. Cause we don't have anything like that here in Winnipeg. Like I mentioned earlier, it's uh, I've done a few different uh, blockchain workshops, web three workshops, and I'm lucky if I get like five to 10 people showing up and people don't want to pay for anything either, <laughs> um, which is understandable. You know, it's a new technology and they don't know. Um, but yeah, overall, um, do you think that Toronto being, having the history it does and obviously you know there's so much activity happening is leading to actual like genuine like dev innovations like are you seeing like real you know nuts and bolts developers kind of being ahead of the curve basically when it comes to you know what they're working on in toronto compared to maybe the the wider web3 space i mean i'm seeing i'm seeing a lot of really really like this is this goes back to what i was saying before is that i come from like a traditional product background, um, solving problems, getting, doing real research to make informed, um, pivots and decisions. And, and there's just a lot, there's not a lot of that in the web three space. It's like building tech and then trying to sell your business without solving a problem kind of thing. Mm. But, um, in that, in, in, in that kind of experience, I am seeing a lot of really cool tech being built and, uh, things that, like like I said, like us nerds are getting really excited about. Mm. And so I think, yes, there's a lot of innovation happening, but you're still seeing most of the innovation come from like the traditional um, tech hubs like China. Um, every time, like when I was talking to like Hong Kong Dow and we were actually talking to uh, the... Uh, during the blockchain futures conference, uh, a social ace Dow and Hong Kong down got, got together and they had the, the founder of, um, Animoca, uh, Yetsu, I think his name is. Um, and you just hear how they're talking and how they're innovating over there. And it's they were at like, blockchain futures. The founder of Animoca was there. Oh, snap. Yeah, man. I was, I was talking about, I, I used to do some to consulting for them too. I did, I was doing web three strategy for them too. So I got oh, to nice. meet the, meet the man, uh, behind, behind my checks, oh. uh, behind my, my crypto transfers. <laughs> <laughs> no but, um, yeah. So when you're talking to people from, uh, Silicon Valley, it's the same thing, San Francisco, Hong Kong, um, you get to see like these, they're, they're really kind of pushing in a, in a, let's go out there and make a difference, solve a problem, make some money. Mm -hmm. And, and something still feels a little small about Toronto and in, in that way that it's just like a bunch of builders getting together and kind of doing really cool shit, but not really making, pushing that envelope. So like, I still think there's a, a, a lot for us to achieve here and a, and a lot of room to grow. And, but, you know, as far as Canada goes, I think definitely we're the hub and, um, I think I think the real companies aren't coming out to events and not really talking about we're from Toronto. So there is yeah, like yeah. some some big uh, company, like big Web three companies coming out of Toronto, but it's just it just doesn't feel like we're there yet, you know. No doubt. Oh man. Uh, so what was the biggest <laughs> takeaway out of that talk with the Animoca CEO? If you could, you know, one real interesting piece that shows them kind of being ahead of the curve, because I mean they're definitely in Web three gaming to win it. You know, they're they're not messing around. Although they're definitely also in the metaverse space more broadly, not exclusively gaming. Um, but yeah. yeah, they're they're definitely a huge known quantity in the space. Um, and also being in Hong Kong and China's got their whole anti crypto kind of like at least X. Ex externally they're anti-crypto you know behind the scenes who knows what they're 
you know, working on. Well, um, well Hong but yeah. Kong is China's like Hong Kong is China's like crypto experiment. They're I guess, they're just yeah. like we're, we're going to make it legal over here, and we're going to try to make some money. We're going to do whatever while still maintaining this like kind of hard face, uh, anti crypto. Chinese kind of uh, government aspect. They're like, oh, Hong Kong, though. Yeah, no, it's cool. Like, you guys do what you do, and and yeah. um, I think the biggest the biggest thing that I I think when I especially like the Animoca and just Hong Kong in general, like Animoca is working with the Hong Kong government. They are they they contacted a bunch of us through the consulate, and they're like, we'll fly you over to this blockchain conference next year. Mm. Um, and we've already started that conversation. Like they want to be a hub and they are going hard in the paint. Like this is something that, you know, we are working on with, um, yeah, with blockchain futurists, with like blockchain, uh, events.ca, um, with the, with the, all the different DAOs in Toronto, we, kind of did that that thing where we're, we're trying to get like a big futurist report going and and we're going to use that to draw some attention from the government and maybe lobby some things and so mm -hmm. we are making those those moves right now um but it's happening at a very grassroots level and we don't quite have the support that different governments have um so we are we are working on it and and as a big group like us little guys are all kind of forming like Voltron over here. And we, and we <laughs> definitely want to be that, that active movement in the Toronto, but can Canadian space where we become a hub, just like, you know, these other massive uh, hubs are all over the world. They're trying to build, they're trying to bring people to their, to their country, to their cities. To, Most definitely. To build Canada, and, and Canada's, yeah. We're trying to position ourselves as pro innovation. Right. And I think what you're talking to there is a connection <laughs> between Hong Kong, which is a hugely economically vibrant um, kind of, like you said, in the crypto space, very innovative region. And you connect that with Toronto where you've got, you know, the huge Ethereum connections and the wider community out to Waterloo as well, the whole area, real innovation hub. Um, those two, I can only imagine, you know, what can come out of a, a kind of twin city partnership like that. That's fascinating, man. So that's really cool that Animoca's kind of seen the value in your knowledge base as well. And how how's that kind of side of things as far as navigating, um, you know, strategic advisory or any kind of like those type of jobs in the space? You know, early on, I think there was a lot of grifters <laughs> basically taking advantage of being able to kind of act like they were such experts when they were not quite really, you know, immersed oh in the space, God, yeah. you know. So obviously <laughs> spending the months and years that you've spent in the space and being able to advise certain projects, like what's that like? What's I'm, I'm curious as someone who's definitely interested in maybe um, looking at that uh, side of things, because I'm sure I could help a couple entities out there. <laughs> oh, 100%, 100%. Like just talking to you, you could, you could do the job, right? I mean, the, we, I was working with, um, I don't legally, I'm probably still not allowed to talk about it, but, um, I was working with a, a very uh, famous Disney brand. Oh well. And uh, fuck Disney's. <laughs> it's been it's been absolved, but did like they had they just did not know what the fuck they were talking about, and Disney's lawyers didn't know what they were talking about, and then Disney's um, they had a Web three like section. I think it was like Web three innovative something something section of the disney company and right. these guys were fucking idiots like they didn't know <laughs> what was going on it's like they hired a bunch of web 2 people and they're like okay let's like strategize in web 3 you know and so there was definitely room for smart people who who uh knew what they were talking about and mm -hmm. i definitely um 
got to work with some some big ass companies but it, it is like dealing with like a giant web two companies uh legal team is is you know a little annoying and and if you kind of at one point you might wake up and be like i just want to work in web three i don't want to like babysit these love hey, if the checks come in though you know <laughs> but, that's, but that's it that's it like i i i was you know making an average wage as a designer i was a mediocre designer started designing in web3 um you know and realized that i was kind of like an, a top top dog strategist and and hmm. it shifted from like okay um i have a professional coach and she she was like and it sounds like you don't want to design anymore why don't you just do consulting and so all of a sudden I'd like two X my wage in, you know, two months after I decided to stop designing and amazing. that, and that was amazing. And, uh, then I decided to drop everything. I was like, yeah, I'm going to make more money than I've ever made. Maybe I'll like do that. And then like six months into that, I was like, Nope, I'm going to drop everything and start a company with a, fr uh, with a friend uh, from NFTO. And so now I'm like, bouncing up and down into the overdraft living that startup life just hey, you, know. you know finding money where i can and it, it is it is a it, it has been a it's been a really cool experience actually being able to consult for these companies when you start working for like the animocas and whatnot these these web3 companies mm. that's that's really fun because oh, you're like you're, you're you're amongst your peers right. everybody knows you don't have to actually stop know what they're talking everything. about they don't want yeah. to, they're not just looking to get the bag right like help us get the bag you know <laughs> there's a web3 bag out here we know but we don't know what web3 is just help us get the yeah. bag you know? <laughs> well that's well that's it and that goes back to like it's just a company at that point it's right. a web3 company but you're not all talking about blockchain because you all know what the possibilities are it's like okay what are we going to do like what's the strategy and then it just becomes product strategy and not web3 strategy web3 strategy is like getting into a room with 20 people from a, a corporation and explaining things to them and then having their legal team say no we can't do that or you know <laughs> my favorite is we have 250 million instagram subscribers where of course we're going to sell this this uh collection out and you go no this is a rug pull and they're like no no we're not going to rug anybody they just learned what rug meant like two weeks ago i'm <laughs> not going to rug anybody it's like no if your collection volume goes to zero on day two if your trade volume goes to zero on day two that's a rug like right. you will be chewed up you will you it'll take you five years to recover from that <laughs> and and then what and then watching them go no we have we have got all these followers it's going to be great and they just don't understand how the the web three world works. Some of them had to learn the hard way. Make that launch. Trade volume and, goes to zero on yeah. day one, and then, <laughs> I thought it was day two, but it was day one. Wow! And then you you know you you go fuck. Okay, I guess we're just not going to work with these guys anymore. So. <laughs> that was fun while it lasted, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you mentioned briefly, kind of talking to government as well, right? And looking at that, um, and I definitely saw or actually heard from people I spoke to, um, and I'm I you know shout out to I think it was Ontario Music. You teamed up with at that one event right or music ontario, music um, so ontario I, yeah. I heard about different um initiatives or government programs essentially funding you know innovation hub here women in tech there you know basically different niches and there's different funding models so in some sense i, I know that there is money out there for tech in general innovation and even certain demographics within tech um, and all that kind of stuff so i know that there is that happening um, but how do you feel about canadian regulations right now and kind of the way things are moving and what would you like to see to kind of help spur things further 
I mean, I'm not a regulation. I'm not a regulation nerd. Um, <laughs> I am. I've so always forgive uh, me. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries at all. I that's one of those uh, I defer to my to my crew, and they keep <laughs> yeah. me they keep me like up to date and apprised on like all the on the new changes and whatnot. But I mean, I think for the most part. Canada is just behind the states kind of following their lead. And, and I think the SEC and is, you know, in a lot of ways, even further behind, <laughs> behind us. I was going to say, and, I think they're the ones like behind. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's, it's an interesting kind of like dynamic where uh, everyone's looking like we're in Canada, um, out here trading, you know, ETFs already. And in the States they're, you know, they're, behind they're still trying to sue each other they're trying to figure it out it's it's been baked into the you know the political system and 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 so up here i think uh, we're we're doing well we're moving a little bit slower than i would like to see Uh, i would like to see some like innovative regulation that makes sense and not just like a a panic how are we going to tax this and how are we going to fucking how are we going to save you our know, banks? Well, what are our banks going to do if they're not needed anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you see, they're, they've got a, you know, central bank digital currency coming out for Canada and, and, and most countries, they're all working on it. Like, people are trying to keep up. I think, yeah. I think like, most, like most things, when it comes to this, I think there will be some aspect of a mainstream that will be regulated. And then there will still be us like what three native early early dogs out here kind of like living off to the side i don't think a digital currency is going to affect you know what's happening to us just like i don't think starbucks nfts and reddit nfts are gonna fucking pump our bags you know like we're, i think <laughs> yeah. we're still gonna live over here and we're gonna see adoption and we're gonna see regulation from the government but i don't i don't know that it is going to kind of affect the way i live like no I've doubt, never, no I've never cared about the law. You know, I don't, uh, I've never, you know, like you I'm a more, I'm a moral person. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah. out there like not worried, right? Not scared, people. not looking over your shoulder or anything. Yeah. And, and I don't think I, it's going to be that much different for me when it comes to regulation in Canada. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, cautiously optimistic when it comes to regulation in Canada and having worked in or currently working in the fintech space as well and looking at that intersection of kind of payments and fiat currency and cryptocurrency and how we can kind of make them all gel well it's not really that complicated and a large part of it obviously comes down to security concerns that are valid but they also exist in the traditional bank space right and this whole kind of notion that somehow they're so much more complicated and so much more risky and um you know um problematic than your average bank transactions is a just not true and if anything it's actually more transparent than your average bank transaction (laughs) i can't right like if an average person like me can go look at your wallet and see what you've been doing, um, you know, maybe that's going to be an issue and we're going to see some more privacy things or whatever. But like, I, I, if something goes wrong at the bank, if there's like a a ledger error or something like that, I don't know what to do. I don't, I got to call somebody. I got to, you know, learn about the swift system because i was working with this like it's like yeah. it's fuck, it's it's so complicated and it's like i was working for um an nft marketplace in la and they they were i i loved them and they were awesome but they're the american system and the paranoia of like working in crypto hmm. made it so like i would take 20 days to get paid i was like i would my sent my first invoice 
Um, and th this isn't their fault. This is like, this is not me trashing the company that I work for. Mm -hmm. This is me just thinking about like the, their government regulations and everything. So I would have to, uh, send them an invoice. And like I, my first invoice, I just sent my, my ENS name, like <laughs> yeah. you said, you know, I'll take USDC, ETH, whatever. And they're like, no, no, give us your banking information, sign up for bill.com. So their bank took forever to process, then bill.com took forever to process. And then it took like 10 days to send to my bank. And it's like, this is a crypto company. Like <laughs> yeah. talking about working with cool crypto companies, you know, I, I, for like sponsorships and, and all that, they, I get, I'm like, okay, yeah, here's the invoice. And like, boom, it's in your wallet, you know? Like, exactly. Yeah. And that's what I've, I've had a few uh, crypto clients that I've been able to get paid in stablecoin, And that was the best part of it all is just like, give them the, your dot ETH address or whatever, even your wallet address. And you're getting paid in minutes, you know, or at least like by the next day, if they, you know, drag their feet on hitting send, <laughs> but it's yeah, generally pretty we, straightforward. We saw, these, yeah. we saw these like Indian, um, uh, cash delivery companies popping up because people were, uh, getting, docked 10% by international money transfers to send money back from Canada and the United States to, to their family in India. And it's like, well, they just started sending Bitcoin to this company. Yeah. This company started advertising. They would send Bitcoin to the company. Company would take 1%. Yeah. And then they would deliver it on a bicycle or a, like a tuk-tuk to their family's door. <laughs> That's amazing. Like that, when I, when I heard about these companies, I was like, what? I looked it up. It is for real they still do it that's innovation um, right there yeah exactly it's it's <laughs> it, uh, yeah i think i think when we get into i mean like the federal reserve in the united states is now on chain so like we're, we're all leaning in that way yeah. and hopefully our our banking system gets cleaned up i think the tech is just so obviously better that you know it's going to be absorbed by anybody who wants to stay competitive yeah that's the hope you know the free market will win the day um mm -hmm. and the innovation will win the day really and like it's helping make lives easier and making money sending transferring transactions of all kinds much easier frictionless um and that story you just told i'm not familiar with that one but i've heard other kind of similar uh, good remittance stories of how blockchain has basically cut out a bunch of middle people and a whole bunch of costs and time um, that would was taken just sending money internationally. But that would be an example of the type of story I'd love to see in like a culture segment of a conference of blockchain futures conference or something. And maybe I got to try to get Tracy on here. We could have a real good conversation about it. <laughs> I'd love to chat with her as like she's like one of the real hardcore OGs too, right? Like she's been on the Ethereum dev side like since day one kind of thing, right? Yeah, Tracy's a legend. Uh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy to have met Tracy. She's and and you know what? She she kind of embodies that that uh, spirit of Web three that you know she put all of the local Toronto communities on stage at Futurist and then gave us a platform to like talk to people and build that Futurist conference, um, that Canadian report, and you know you you ask her for for help and she'll introduce you to the right people and you know she's she's awesome to to have that such a big stage like futurist that's something that she's built and to go reach out to all the local communities and be like i want you to be involved not not like i want you guys to like send me some money so you can get on stage no like i want you guys to be involved right. whatever i can do to help like putting the the local community which is so important for all of us on stage so she's she's an og but she's like it's amazing she's she's dope for the community
Yeah, because, you know, and it's not uncommon, like even NYC, I've heard this complaint, also um, Art Basel Miami, where the brand is so big and it's pulling people from all over the world that the local community basically gets outshined or not even really acknowledged in any major way, right? Like you go to NFT NYC and it's not like, look at this amazing NFT community in New York. This is what we're doing. It's just like, look at NFTs all over the world. They're great, you know? Um, and same thing in Miami it was very much, and I've heard that complaint. That's why they actually launched Art Week Miami. Miami in kind of contrast to Art Basel at the exact same time because they felt that the actual Miami artist groups were not being acknowledged or elevated as much even though it was in Miami. So kudos to Tracy because she didn't have to do that, right? Like you don't you can have a huge conference like that especially with, you know, kind of Toronto having the history that it has in the Ethereum space and likely get a lot of global brands and a lot of big brands coming out um, and not have to really highlight, you know, a lot of the local things, but as I said, that definitely kind of shined through everything that that I was doing in those two-day conferences, like everyone I was talking to was actually from Toronto, building in Toronto. Um, so yeah, really big shout out to Tracy and the team there because it's it's pretty it's, impressive. It's a hard it's a hard line to walk. If you want to be big enough, you have to take on big sponsors, course, and yeah. they're they're going to want to pay to play, and they're going to want to do all this. So you gotta you gotta play ball a little bit. Um, but you know, like you said, you can you can tell when someone's selling out, and she's so far from that. Like she's always still looking to 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 boost the people around her so uh yeah big shout out to tracy awesome, awesome. let me know let me know when she's on the show i'll, I'll tune in i will I'll try yeah i'll uh, track yeah. her down and try maybe you can help me with that <laughs> um i want to give another shout out to grayson coming through with the dope comments in the chat appreciate you uh he was mentioning that there's a canadian stable coin that's been launched qcad are you familiar with that um so uh, I've, i just I've don't understand it, yeah. like personally this it's interesting, right? And I get why, of course, every country is probably going to try to do some kind of actual decentralized stablecoin, and that's okay. But in many ways, geopolitically, the idea of the USDC, and maybe USDT to a lesser extent because it's algorithm-based, but USDC um, generally as kind of a backstop and using just one stablecoin that does happen to be tied to the Canadian, or I mean the American uh, currency, I think is the way to go. And and honestly, it makes sense from a geopolitical standpoint, because you basically got all this conversation around how the world is de-dollarizing, right? Everything's de-dollarizing. BRICS is coming up with some fantasy currency that's going to come up against the American dollar. And eventually, I'm sure that will happen. But if if the American dollar actually backstops the crypto industry, which it pretty much does right now, right? Like you're looking at stable yeah. coins, people trade out of different cryptos into stable coins, and they're generally usually US dollar coins, right? Um, so I think that that's actually a good thing. I don't think that we need a QCAD or any of these other stable coins to kind of be that like flat reliable kind of, you know, um, exchange option. And I just don't know that there'll be enough buy-in to actually make it viable looking at it, like from a global perspective, right? Uh, how do you feel about stable coins in general and this idea that there's a Canadian, uh, stable coin in QCAD? I mean, it's, it's, I like, I like options. Yeah. I like options and, and, and it's, uh, you know, if, if one organization, if you find out like circle is, you know, been doing some shady shit, like, and you just want to put your dollars somewhere that, uh, you know, ethically you, you feel more comfortable or something like those are, th these are good reasons to have options. And then you see stable coins depegging and like, mm -hmm. uh, that's, you know, until these things stop happening or until, you know, there are no bad actors in the space, I think options are always really good. So, you know, power to them. I hope, I hope they do well. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm still going to be using like you said I'll be using the USDC for this 
thing and then i'll be using usdt to you know degen leverage trade on next c and, and <laughs> yeah i was gonna say usdt X, like that depegging thing is much more common i think in the usdt space as opposed to <laughs> yeah, usdc yeah, they've, <laughs> they've had some problems they've had some problems <laughs> but you know what like don't panic they'll recover they always do <laughs> no doubt, no um, doubt. but yeah no I, I i think the more projects that um come to come to the market or it's going to force like a, a free market competitive nature and just force products to get better. So I'm always, I'm always for like hearing about new things and especially coming out of Canada. hundred percent. All right, cool. So we'll, we'll stay tuned to QCAD and thank you, Grayson, for dropping that. Another thing you mentioned is um, that there's a lot of talk around infinite objects right now. And uh, these drops, I don't know if you saw the DK motion drop. I don't know if you grabbed any one or two of those. I just always love DK. So when I saw, you know, uh, what's his name? Medici there. Um, really promoting him and collaborating with DK and having this drop. I definitely grabbed a, a, a few of them. I didn't go too degen with it, but I, I really love his art. Um, and now apparently infinite objects, I don't know if you're familiar with them, have a kind of special claim window open right now for another couple days where you can get one of their frames for only 170 bucks, which is not bad. I think that's Canadian, but it might be American. Um, but I was going to ask, you know, in general, um, and thank you, Grayson, for sharing that. It's pretty cool. Um, how do you feel about this turning your digital, you know, art into a physical frame on the wall. And are you familiar with infinite objects? I really like them, but they've always been like kind of stupidly expensive, but they look really clean and nice. Um, but do you have like a favorite frame option or have you seen any, uh, you know, digital frames that are really doing NFTs justice? I mean, I, I would love to learn more. If you want to give a, give the audience and, and me a little cool. bit more of a brief on that. I'm, sure. I'm a little behind on these things. Like I'm, if, it, I'm I'm really into the the idea of like digital and and just like claiming NFTs for for real world shit. Like uh, I'm I'm uh, a member of Artbase and I got access to that to buy a quite expensive but really really dope piece um, of uh, Jean Michel Basquiat's um, early early art that wow. was actually not owned by the by the uh, Basquiat estate. Uh, so I actually have rights to an original John Michel Basquiat through Artbase. Um, through Artbase, is that like fractional or like? No, so it's it was five hundred uh, rights were sold to this one image, but it also came with a gold record um, and the, the the physical art piece, uh, one of five hundred print, which will be okay. on the wall soon. So it's kind of fractional. It's five hundred, so it. they made they made multiple five, prints of it multiple prints right. yeah it's fractional like that's like that's still super limited though for a basquiat super, right yeah. yeah yeah exactly and like i so i love to see people innovating and, and getting you know traditional artists into the space um but yeah i don't know what this frames cool. thing is okay you, cool you know. so let me I'll, I'll pitch a couple options that i've uh spoken uh two before on the show so one um we had sheila darcy on the show who is uh actually uh, i think vp of innovation at whim so whim is w-h-i-m and they're another kind of uh nft screen company um they're in the they've been in the digital screens space before so it's not just for nfts but i think they've really adapted and kind of innovated to uh fit the nft market so uh, but they're cool and so the nice thing is they actually sync up with your wallet right so you're able to actually say you know display this nft in the in the um 
screen and it can actually sync up wirelessly with your wallet so you can actually display you know any nft basically in your collection they do this i believe through bluetooth connection um so you're able to actually sync up your um, art from your nft collection with the screen uh so the nice one about whim is that they're basically almost borderless and very um they're just really artistic. So when I was at NFT NYC the last time, which is my second time there, they had a whole um, art gallery and all of their screens were with Wim. And one of the cool things about the way Wim works is if you have multiple of their screens, they actually automatically can help so you can like split them up and they automatically um, split the artwork, but where it's like exact in ratio. So even it accounts for like the little borderline that it takes and makes it so like the art does not get like negatively impacted at all automatically, like when the two screens go together. Um, so that's just one of their kind of innovative kind of techno technological pitches that they have, but in general, just really high resolution, really nice, slick, kind of like very flat, minimalist screens that again can kind of sync up with your wallet. So the main service I so would say saying, is you're saying I can, I can get one, like a, a uh, one of these screens for 170 bucks well not say? one of these ones so these ones are bigger than win ones but you can get one of these uh smaller infinite object and again it might be 170 american i'm not sure i think that's american but uh, i'll send you the link though and thank you grayson because i didn't even this wasn't on my radar either but yeah 170 bucks for a, a five inch one or a six inch by eight inch one is not not bad um so yeah, it might I, be got worth some, it. I got some nfts i wouldn't mind on on the wall if i'm honest yeah yeah so this one and, would be probably if, more of like a desk situation i don't know if it's big enough to want to put on a wall but you probably could yeah, uh, yeah but yeah, yeah whim is another one i would definitely rec recommend looking into and generally i think whim has the better price point compared to infinite objects and i actually think they're nicer when it comes to being on the wall um whereas infinite objects look better on like a desk piece or something like that but yeah those would be two that i'd mention i just thought maybe you had some thoughts around uh digital frames for your extensive nft collection but all good we can uh, go on to I have a couple other questions here i know we're running out of time i was curious um does nfto have any big plans for the metaverse do you have any like digital galleries in the metaverse are you planning to do you do like digital meetups where people can actually meet in the metaverse any thoughts around um the metaverse yeah, so yeah, we're definitely going to do some stuff with um, Charmy Worlds. I don't know if you've met uh, Nav Gupta um, oh. from Charmy Worlds. Uh, he's got an amazing product um, that he he's a developer from. Um, uh, what are the not Unreal Engine, but um, uh, Unity. Unity, yeah. So he was like one of the head like guys at Unity when it came to. Um, uh, fixing customer problems and whatnot. So he ran a big team over there. So he, he left unity, um, to build uh charming worlds. And, and basically what they do is they have like nfto.com. Don't go there. It's not mine. Um, <laughs> okay. slash like metaverse or whatever. Um, it, he can build portals that you can just attach to your regular website. Um, and then in those portals, you can have like, uh, a portal to like web3warriors.com slash metaverse. And so we could join our metaverses and all that. So we're definitely going to start doing some meetups in the metaverse. Um, what was the platform called again? You said Charmy? Charmy, yeah. It's uh, C-H-A-A-R-M-I. Oh, cool. Charmy, Charmy Worlds, yeah. Um, and so he's always like, he's one of those guys that um, is supporting every community in like every project, every community that he bumps into, he's just like a, a giver. He's always out there helping promote. He ran one of my events when I was in NFTLA. He ran my Toronto's like satellite event. Um, and he's just 
building this really cool product where we can all just jump in and have conversations in the metaverse just by going to your website and going like, here, jump in the metaverse. And like, boom, you pick your character. And then all of a sudden you're in this room and it's a, it's a no code solution. They call it the, the WordPress of metaverse. So you can like hey, go in go. and just like build, like you could do this today if you wanted you just go in and you build yourself like a, a an office building and you can have like a boardroom meeting up there with with your friends so um yeah we'll be doing stuff through charmy worlds uh, uh for sure and um otherwise like i'm i'm gonna try to get some involvement in um in a video game called uh, champions ascension as they're kind of building out their their metaverse mm. i own a lot of their nfts and and uh, as an original kind of investor i get like a chunk of land <laughs> and nice. uh, we're going to build the free market in that world and nft is definitely going to have a presence uh, presence there so uh yeah it's, and what was the name of that one again um champions ascension champions ascension and that one's more of like a real gaming vibe um what's yeah the they're in pre-alpha, but like they already have pro players and tournaments. It's uh, like arena battle. And now they're doing like a PVE sort of like, it's, it's like, it's like skill-based. It's very, very skill-based. Um, if you want to like get really competitive with it. So it's like moves and special moves and you know, your NFT, everything's an NFT. So like your NFT might have like a special claw, which does a special move. Like it's, it's fucking absolutely complex the <laughs> gameplay is really good and the quality of the world is like very very much almost at that world of warcraft level and it's only pre-alpha so that was a toronto company called jam city that just got bought out um as soon as uh one of one of uh one of our the nfto members put me onto that a couple of years ago and it's just like it's one of the only things in my bag that still goes up consistently you know nice that's awesome. Yeah. I'm definitely going to take a closer look at that in Jam City. So it got bought out by like some VCs or Americans or I think they still sold in Toronto. Like $300 million or something. So yeah. some American company. Yeah. That's what we like to hear. That's what's up. So Toronto's still making an impact most definitely in the space. And I was just looking at some videos from the Charmy Worlds and uh, definitely some really cool Unity based uh, metaverse spaces they're working on there. So definitely keep me uh, posted on when you got your metaverse space live there and um, kind of similar to this question uh, looking at AR and VR right and looking at kind of the extended reality umbrella um, do you see anything kind of in that space that's really exciting um, and how do you think NFTs are going to be kind of used um, as augmented reality and virtual reality um, kind of increases in adoption I mean, yeah, just, just the same way, like uh, video games, I think ownership is, is like the most important thing and um, control of your own data, like all that web three jargon that we all love so much. Mm -hmm. um, I think that, I think that should, once it hits like traditional gaming uh, spill, it should spill over into uh, popular AR VR games, um, AR VR metaverse, like all that stuff is it's when it feels my thing is that when it feels more exciting to put on a helmet and go see your friends or go play a video game than it does um, to not put on a helmet and or go out to the bar, we're going to see some some real shit happen. And that's going to come up with the, as the technology gets better, um, you know. Apple is probably going to be the, uh, one of the leaders in there. Like once they start getting the normies on, we're going to see better <laughs> yeah. video games. We're going to see better metaverse experiences. Um, I definitely think uh, Ready Player One kind of world is is going to happen. And what do you think of, of their ways, headset? Like, what do you think is the Apple headset going to be the one to really spur some more adoption, some real adoption? 
I don't know, probably a little bit. I think <laughs> we're a couple we're a couple versions behind. Like right. um, um when it comes to this stuff, I'm not I'm just gonna wait till some of my like non tech friends start talking about it. And that's when I'm going to start paying <laughs> attention. You know, okay. Cause I can't, yeah. I can't keep up with everything. I got too much, too much to learn in, in this space. Right. So when it comes to metaverse and when it comes to, I, I think like, I love VR. It makes me a little sick after like 40 minutes when yeah. they solve that, I'm just going to grab the newest headset and I'm going to jump in. I've seen some pretty cool games. Um, I would love to like, play in some very tactical tournaments. Like I'm excited for it. I'm ready for it. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I've I'm had the wait. I've had the same problem a with the nauseousness, but also just the tech is not quite there for me yet. Um, and I am also just not a fan of Meta, so I, I kind of refuse to get one of those whatever they call their things. Um, I just don't want to give my eyeballs to Meta. Is really <laughs> I was just like, no, I'm drawing the line. You know, like you have yeah, my phone, you have all kinds of data. I'm not giving you biometrics too. Like that's it. <laughs> um, that's that's but, it, man. Like it, that's you know that's the the decentralized dream is right. is to get away from these traditional models of selling our data without even knowing it. Oh, and, horrible. and I'm definitely not about to give them my, my retinal scan. I'll give WorldCoin my retinal scan, right? Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not, but I'm not giving meta my, my retinal Did scan. Did you do WorldCoin? Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, cause they came to Toronto, didn't they? I thought I saw that they were in Toronto. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't know they were in Toronto. Oh, okay. I was like, when I first heard about it, I was like, yo, fuck it. I'm going down to New York and scan my eyeball. Uh, <laughs> I think I bought like, I think I bought like $200 uh, USD worth of the coin of WorldCoin just because I like to, when I get excited, you know, I like, I like to ape in with some, with some healthy FOMO hey, you and know, a little bit, a little I, bit of degen action, you know, it happens. Yeah. So I think that's sitting at about $70 worth right now. So <laughs> hopefully they do Gotta something in it. the next bull run. Gotta but I like, it. I like people trying to push the envelope. I'm, I'm a huge, just emerging tech guy. So I think <laughs> AI um is it always in the conversation right now um web3 is all in the conversation smart contracts it's all changing the world and and i, th I think ar vr is going to do the same when it comes around for sure like awesome. i'm i'm i work for you know nfts are slow so i work for ai companies surreal.ai nice no that's surreal.ai yeah Sweet. yeah they're what do they they're do? a they're a uh, generative um art AI that actually is built by artists and actually pays artists and gives artists recognition. So, um, nice. we're taking like artist signups right now, uh, to help build the pilot. Uh, the AI is amazing. They actually built it at ECC and they won top prize. Um, huh. and now we're funded by Sequoia and we're like, we're pushing real, real hard and, and building like this eth ethical AI. Whereas, you know, like mid journey and Dali, they just scrape the internet yep. Yep. and then all that, they they sell memberships and and people are pushing all these images out there. Nobody knows where that image came from. It's stolen. So it's basically stolen, right? So <laughs> at, at Surreal, we're getting or onboarding artists who want to be a part of this. So when you when you generate an AI, a spider diagram, like an AI image, a spider diagram comes up and it says, Oh, you this was influenced sixteen percent by David's artwork wow. and seventy something percent of of galen's and then this is uh it referenced this image and and then not only that i could click on david's profile i can see your art maybe you're selling nfts on that profile nice, maybe you nice. just have your art posted for like clip art mm. maybe you're not even selling it but you got paid you that's got paid cool. when when that image got used and you got recognition for it and that's like what we're trying to build with surreal so that's okay. amazing 
amazing like new technologies always like you gotta solve not, for that problem NFTs, but yeah. you gotta yeah you gotta be solving for problems and yeah i feel using... for my my artist friends who are just kind of i mean not all of them are concerned and a lot of them see ai as a tool and it's all good mm-hmm. you know i'm just gonna keep my head down and keep making awesome art and kudos to those but i know there are some who do have a little bit of fear and a little bit of concern that like you said the mid journeys the other ones that are just scraping the internet pulling all kinds of art from other creators and passing it off in this new like slightly you know revised version um, and then other people come and call it their own art and sell it on chain and sometimes even make some money um but yeah i i feel for my artist friends and uh, as much as i do appreciate the ai tool and i don't i'm not anti-ai in general but i do think there's something to the idea idea of a moving a little bit slowly and b trying to actually be ethical about it so i love that you're working with a quote-unquote ethical ai company so good luck on that um yeah, i also man. wanted to send, send your art send your artists my way we'll, we'll do a call i'll explain it to them because we're also um we're before we're, we're paying artists just to be a part of it and they're a rights management company too um all all on chain so super risk-free That's get amazing. your artists paid and and if they're pro tech they can they can help build something cool we'll do they have it. a whole community of artists on the in the clubhouse space between um, blockchain gospel another one Storytime dow that i work with um i'm sure we could uh, put together a room and really maybe some other you and another team member from surreal ai could uh, come out and talk about ethical ai and what you're doing in that art space definitely um awesome i'll, I'll follow up with you on that for sure absolutely um, I did mention, or I did notice that you had um, uh, Odd Labs uh, little picture on your pro- portfolio. It's from back in May, but I have been really interested in what the Odd Labs team is doing, and they're based in Toronto as well, I believe, right? Odd Labs, which yeah, one's Odd so Labs? it's yeah. like this. Uh, where, where are you seeing this? Where are you seeing this? <laughs> it's on the on the Joint NFTO Twitter. So they have their little uh, Lula um kind of um sticker that they do right where you scan it with your ar and then it kind of comes to life and it does this whole thing and they've been like kind of just doing kind of guerrilla marketing i would call it where they're putting these things up at just random places all over the world i think um, but especially in toronto um and i just like the idea of like the real kind of I don't know, nitty gritty kind of community level AR, like only those that are in the know understand, you know, to kind of scan certain things and see, you know, more to the world. It's like looks like a physical piece. But when you scan it with your phone, it comes to life and maybe it gives out like secrets and, you know, different kind of alpha that you can't get any other way. I just thought maybe you were connected to the team or you had any thoughts on what odd labs is doing out there but i'm i'm not connected to the team yeah. i've met them and i really like what they're doing and i think this those stickers and those ar experiences are really cool yeah. so like i see them out at events like you said they're they're like guerrilla marketing they're out there hustling so yeah no i do like yeah. i do like odd labs it's just there's so many company names yeah, yeah. Names no, for I sure. forget which one's which but yeah. yeah no they're dope i've got i've got one of their stickers on my my sticker wall back there nice 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 uh, yeah, I was hoping to find one we, actually while I was stole, out there, but it has our street name on it. We just stole oh, nice. a giant piece of glass and put stickers all over it, and they're definitely on there. Solid, solid. Yeah, no, I've been interested, and I was hoping to see some of their stuff out there, but I don't think they were that active at the conference. So, um, but it's cool. And uh, Grayson was saying it reminds him of Obey stickers from back in the '90s. <laughs> it's kind of a similar vibe. Yeah. Final question. I really just want to give you the opportunity to share. You know what you're working on now, what NFTO has around the corner, maybe what you're personally kind of working on and, and developing. Anything you want to share? You know what's what's next for Galen and uh, NFTO? I mean, this that we're ha- speaking of kind of the ethos that uh, when it's about starting companies and, and not starting a company that is uh, not solving a problem, like um, 
uh, my, my colleague Randall and I started a company called BizBridge. To uh, it's a tech-based approach to disrupting the horrible, shitty world of business brokers um, who do a bad job and take way too much of uh, companies' monies when they set, when they help sell a company. So um, we're doing that. We've got a, a, an AI product that's going to make that uh, process a lot better, and, and um, we'll be building those smart contracts out to like you know cut those middlemen out. So BizBridge.io. Uh, it's like I said, if you're not a boomer selling your business, you probably don't care. And if you're not <laughs> trying to buy a business, but but there is this uh, giant wealth transfer going on right now where we're going to see in the next 10 years, all these boomers selling their companies. And uh, it's a real good opportunity to get some of that generational wealth for the younger generation. So we're out, we're out there trying to solve that problem. And, wow. you know, we've all, we all know how hard it is to like get equity and, and, and get like true generational wealth. So this transfer is going to be very important. So we're out there trying to educate, um, build a product to, to really help assist the younger generation kind of get some of that advantage that all those boomers had um, when they were building their company. So yeah. that's kind of, what, what I'm working on mostly like, you know, 16 hours a day. And then no, 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 we got a good, we got a good work life balance. I'm just playing, but it's just always, always on my mind. Yeah. Uh, doing some like strategic advisory for, um, uh, surreal and, and just trying to help onboard artists and, and get that, build that community aspect to them. And then, um, NFTO, like we're just, we're in the, we're in the bear market. We're just chilling, you know, no do do events have good conversations connect people i'm always available if you guys uh want to go to um linktree slash linktree slash join nfto you can join the whatsapp group there and you know if you have any questions or need anybody to uh, connect with in the web3 world we've got a lot of people in there that are willing to help so um just keep keep connecting good people and, and help doing anything we can to like grow the space and that's that's the ethos right now nice that's amazing that's amazing well i've definitely learned about a few interesting projects i uh, definitely wish you the best of luck with BizBridge. and so that's kind of taking that uh, transfer of business ownership is it bringing it on chain or is it using um, any blockchain dynamics or it's really just using technology to kind of streamline the process I mean, we have we have plans right now. It's very uh, proof of concept MVP we're building, but we have mm. plans to obviously take out some of the traditional um, uh, roadblocks and inefficiencies through yeah smart contracts and everything. But I don't our, nice. like our customers aren't going to know that's happening. That's going to awesome. be all in the background. And um, uh, first first approach is just do a better job, you know for for the customers the buyers and the sellers and, and make everybody happy and awesome. you know there will be web3 involved but yeah. no one's going to really know about it that's what's up and that's part of that new shift that we're talking about right that's when the innovation's really taking hold is when it's just happening in the background and it's streamlining and making things work better for people and solving problems so thank you galen uh grayson and galen thank you grayson as well for the all the comments in the chat appreciate you anybody else who's been watching in the chat uh, i appreciate you and thank you Thank you again, Galen, for all of your help and all of your insights and really um, teaching us about a few different projects that are happening, some that are based in Toronto, some that are in other places. Um, and I'm definitely going to kind of bend your ear about the strategic advisory thing because I've been looking at it and like, you know, I'm, I'm definitely interested in I think it's almost more so for the learning aspect than the actual like having revenue and being able to make a job out of it. But I, I definitely want to connect with more brands and I do think I could probably help a few here and there. So I appreciate those insights. That's really cool. I, I have no doubt that you could help a lot of people so uh yeah let's let's have a chat about that and 
figure out how to get that started for you. <laughs> awesome. Appreciate you, man. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And until uh, next week, I'll catch you all in the metaverse. Peace out. Thanks, everybody. Peace.